Hi, friends, and welcome to another Robcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonas Elrod is in the house, is in the back house, and uh, welcome. Thanks for having me over. I uh, There are so many places for us to go, but I True. just saw Jonas's lots of things, but one of them is he made a film called Wake Up, and it's on Netflix right now, and I just saw it, and he agreed to chat, although we've been meaning to chat for a while now. That's true. And um, when people ask you about the film, where do you start? Um, that, I mean, I get a lot of questions about it. For people who don't know about Wake Up, I had a uh, spiritual awakening that was very spontaneous and very scary and exciting and all the things you would normally hear around it, where I guess we're going on about 11 years now, I woke up with uh, extra senses and... Uh, I haven't talked about this for a while, so you can see my body language, my shoulders are starting to touch. <laughs> oh no, this is all about fun. This is all about fun, but um, I woke up with uh, new awarenesses, um, and I didn't know if I was going crazy, or if this was a gift, or a curse, and I spent the following three years traveling the country to find, figure out what I was seeing, what I was hearing, what the premi like, premonitory dreams were about. I had a new girlfriend at the time, I was very skeptical, but we were very much in love, and I started seeing spirits and uh, entities and sacred geometry and all kind of wild stuff. So Wake Up tracks me looking for years to figure out an answer. So I get an MRI and a psych evaluation and a drug test. And meanwhile, me and my girlfriend, kind of playing the Mulder Scully archetypes, which was very real, were trying to figure out what was up. And uh, like there's the scene with the psychiatrist at the university, oh, yeah. and you are describing beings that you can see standing behind him. Yeah, that's true, Rob. And this <laughs> PhD in neuropsychology or or counseling or is asking you to describe what you are seeing in the room. Right. I, uh, like I said, I started seeing spirits. I was in New York City, and I would see spirits through most of the day. I would see people's auras. Um, and I thought that maybe uh, I was going a little crazy, maybe I had a brain tumor. But what had happened on the first night is when these spirits came into my room, they told me to expose this. Uh, I was making a documentary at the time, uh, and so I decided to make this documentary. What were you making that, that documentary about? Uh, well, no one really knows this. I was making a documentary on bears. Were you really? In bears. No one's ever asked that? Homosexual men, they're large and hairy, they're called bears. And I like the idea that it was a, a new definition on beauty. And so all these bears get together in San Francisco to have International Bear of the Year. So I was known as the breeder, the straight guy, hanging out with all these amazing gay men known as bears. And the night before the big contest, uh, the veil dropped and I started seeing spirits and geometry and auras and hearing things. So the next day filming the contest, I'm, you know, what seemed like a Hunter S. Thompson bender, even though I don't do drugs. And I finished the film and I started to wake up. So you'd had none of these sorts of experiences no, prior to this. You're no. in your early 20s, mid 20s? Um, I was in my early 30s. Um, I don't do drugs, never went through a drug phase. I don't have judgments if you do. I didn't bash my head against the wall a hundred times because I was upset about a football game. It just happened. And it's not like the movies. <laughs> I mean, the room got really cold. And I saw an opening in the corner of the room and lights started coming in and then the lights became form and then they started talking to me. This lasted about nine hours. 14 hours later, I was filming bears. And you can't even make this stuff up, you know? Correct. Because some people come up and go, oh, I get it, you're a failed filmmaker. Wake Up is hardly a vanity piece. I mean, it's me at my rawest, yes. most vulnerable. Um, I, it, it's a hard movie and I assume this would be career suicide. Uh, and I tried to quit several times, and the spirits said, don't quit. Luckily, I didn't, because Miss Winfrey showed up, and it's the reason why we're together now. But uh, it, was, it was a tough road. And I feel that in the film, I, I'm watching it not knowing, I'm trying to watch it not knowing you, and I'm feeling, I'm not thinking, oh, he's crazy. I'm thinking, this is the genuine. Yeah. He's, at, he's truly looking for help to name and maybe navigate or articulate his experiences. Amen. And to, part to of navigate. The, we're, we're sitting with you. Mm -hmm. I think part of the power of the film is we are sitting with you going, 
what is this? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, look at that nut job. Well, thank you. And that's obviously takes some extraordinary storytelling and authenticity, but it also takes the, the filmmaking to not have everybody go, it's a movie about a freak. No, it's a movie about somebody having experiences that they're searching for explanations for, and we're searching with him at some level. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, because we filmed it, I had insight to start filming right away. So I would have my new girlfriend put a camera on a tripod and talk to me because I don't like documentaries that do remember when. And so we wanted to get it verite in the moment. So again, it's not a very, it's not a puffy piece. It's not. No, it's so raw. It's very, very raw. And we have me going along trying to figure out what this is, how to integrate it in my day-to-day life. And my girlfriend, who is rightfully skeptical, has my boyfriend gone schizophrenic? Is he making this up? And so it, in my mind, it goes from a metaphysical thing to more of a spiritual quest of asking the big boy questions. What is God? Why am I here? You know, so on and so forth. And she's like this running commentary. I love you. I'm with you. This is bizarre, but I'm holding on. Let's go to the next step of the journey. Yes. She's, Kristen and I were just kept talking about this is like one of the best things we've ever seen about marriage. Well, well, thank you. That's Cause she's a like, hell of a compliment. She's fantastic. Well, having hung out with her and then having seen her in the film, unbelievable woman. Well, we always looked at it as a love story. Mm-hmm. And even the spirits early on said this is a love story. And for me, I would call it spiritual immaturity. I'll give myself a little bit of a break, but I was so entranced with the phenomenon seeing auras and having things said to me or seeing patterns that I really got lost. And I think there's a real danger as I started hiding behind spirituality, which is not what you do. It's what you are. It comes through you. But it's like we were talking earlier. It's not a label. I don't come up and say, hi, Rob. Really nice to meet you. I like your work. I'm Jonas. I'm spiritual too. That's <laughs> that's not what we're doing, right? right? We're not selling soap here. We're trying to get a message out however we can. So... That was uh, the wake-up experience. Okay, so every person who's listening who's like, what the what, what is going on here? Right. Um, spirit, aura, energies. Um, one of the things you keep doing in the movie is you're like, okay, I could try to describe it, but I can't really describe it. You know what I mean? You're, yeah, you're yeah. like, this thing that I'm seeing doesn't, I don't really have terms for what I am seeing. But if you were, if somebody just listening is like, what, what do you mean? Spirits, auras, energies. How do you put that in language that somebody might get a little window into? Yeah, I mean, I'm even, it's weird. I haven't talked about this film for a while. I even find myself somewhat self-conscious. For me, having these experiences prove without a doubt, without a doubt, that we survived death and God is real. What that looks like, what nomenclature you want to use, it's none of my business. And I, I think the biggest gift I've ever had was when I was born into this body, I remembered on some level a bigger picture. And of course, I gave that up in my 20s, and then it came landed on my head in my early 30s. But I thought for certain I was going to become a preacher or a filmmaker. I, I knew this at eight. And so in a strange way, I'm in the right orbit of people that I admire. But um, I don't know how to tell someone yeah. what it's like. It, yeah. It's not like Hollywood. You I mean, I see subtle energies. I see spirits from time to time. I have premonitory dreams. Uh, I know things are going to happen. And then the, the skeptic's like, okay, what's the lottery? And that's a legit question. I, I don't claim to be psychic. I just have sensibilities. Uh, this was going on around 2008 when the economy was crashed in New York. Everyone was very upset, very anxious, very angry. Well, these are energies that I would pick up on. So it was a challenge to navigate through that. Uh, thank God I learned about meditation. And I pray. And I pray to tune it down. And in time, it's started working. So this isn't a day-to-day experience. But I think a lot of people have intuition. And people, a lot of people say, well, it's just a spiritual thing. It's for the guy with the beard or the preacher. You know, I don't really agree with Donald Trump, but I imagine he has pretty good intuition to be able to move on the levels he can as a businessman. So to me, it was just tapping into something, to a bigger picture. And I sometimes get a little gun shy. Yeah, it's a spirit. It doesn't like Scooby-Doo, but it's definitely <laughs> yes. in the room and we're having a conversation. And then the movie, the sort of penultimate end of the movie, and then we'll move on. is your flesh and blood experience of this life and the goodness and joy here Mm. now with your girlfriend, now wife, Mm -hmm. and this 
heartbreaking, mysterious, beautiful, endlessly interesting creation we find ourselves in the midst of. Well said. There is this thing that happens in the film, not to give it away, but I'm going to give it away, um, where all of this, what's happening in other dimensions, comes crashing down into this moment of, but I am here. Yes. Really well put. And I'm struck with the film doesn't end with, oh, you really want to be spiritual? Get a carpet and go on an astral plane, float six inches off the ground, meditate for nine hours a day. It ends with this love the people that you're with, soak in the joy of every moment. It ends with a very gritty blood, food, sex, trees, soil, rain. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Which is what, when I first met you, like, this is somebody who lives well. That was my first thought. This guy knows how to live. Well, that's that's a nice comment. So, Thank you. No, I, I like what you're saying, though, with that. I mean, toward the end of the film, not to give it away, but I, I shifted. I saw a bigger picture. Um, and I think I was able to integrate this, where yes. the phenomena does not define me. It, it's just something. But the phenomena pointed me to something greater. And for me, it was to get step in closer to God, to have communion with God without a middleman. And not to hide behind spirituality, which I was doing. I was hiding behind phenomenon. I didn't know it, but I needed to grow up and have some maturity around it. I'll give myself a break. It was a tough road, but it ends with me reconnecting, I suppose. And also understanding my place of being blessed and family and on this earth and in this grid for a reason. Not to escape. I mean, if you could want to meditate nine hours, cool. That's cute. That's great. But I needed to learn how to be present in everyday life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm a little self-conscious talking about myself. Why? Oh, no, no, it's fun. But, uh, okay. Do you want to talk about something else? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, if, if you're interested, it's free on Netflix. Don't feel like you got to buy it. And, uh, you know, if you don't like it, please uh, complain to Rob. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the film came out when? Uh, 2010. It was the first episode on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. And um, she got it out to the mainstream and got to meet Miss Winfrey. And and then from there, where where did you, life go from there? Um, I decided that as a filmmaker, I want to do things that are important to me. And I have a hard time doing something that's not spiritually based. I don't have to scream, it's spiritual, it's about God. But I these things are hard to do. So whatever mojo I can put it into, I want to. And so me and Oprah talked. I did a show called In Deep Shift with Jonas Elrod because you don't have to see dimensions of spirits to have a breakdown or a breakthrough and I think a lot of people had these moments sometimes when they have a breakdown or a breakthrough my breakdown was having all this psychic stuff thrust onto me and then I had a breakthrough at the end I wanted to hear other people's stories because I don't know about you but I learned from watching other people mm-hmm. and if I could spend enough time with you I'd find out okay Rob navigates it this way and I'm going sideways so maybe I could pick up some tips on this so I wanted to see how other people navigate their spiritual path with the uh, breakdown, breakthrough, integration uh, is a three-act play. So you have your breakdown, often big boy, big girl things that happen, sometimes around death. You have your breakthrough, which is often a connection, a remembrance of God. And then the third step is integration on, okay, you had this burning bush Moses moment. Cool. What are you going to do to integrate this into your everyday life? And that was kind of the undiscovered country. And we're all in some ways uh, in often in one of those three places. I agree. And um, tell us about the breakdown. Well, I want to say this. I don't think you have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. I think some people are born with grace, remembrance. They get it. Uh, for me, and if you see my movie, I'm a slow learner, so I have to have many <laughs> breakdowns to get a step forward. But often when I've seen some the breakdowns can be around loss, mm-hmm. which can be loss of identity if you think you're this big celebrity, star, whatever it is, uh, loss of money, uh, loss of life, whatever it is, it's around loss. And for me, when I get smacked in the head, it makes me take stock, reevaluate. I don't think by any stretch, uh, breakdowns are this terrible, God's upset with me, you know, kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. Some people, well, I'm from the South, and sometimes people yeah, Oh, yeah, that. so people immediately want to attribute it some sort of divine wrath. Right, ah, God just must be so upset with you <laughs> and your behavior around whatever. But... We did uh, nine stories about people that have lost things. And then I wanted to see how they rebuilt their life, how they crawled out of the ditch, how they had a divine connection. And so it was very helpful for me to see how other people do it. 
one woman, she had a near-death experience. So in a weird way, her breakdown was a breakthrough. She died. She was dead for 27 minutes. She says that she met Jesus. Not a stretch for me. She came back, and she had to integrate that into her life. So all these stories were very encouraging and inspiring to me, and so that was the crux of the show. Mm, I love it. Say more about remembrance, because that... Um, well, I don't know. It speaks to me. And I want to really just stop this and ask you all the questions. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, One more question, and then you can ask questions. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I, I think remembrance is the key. I think we mm-hmm. all know on some level. I mean, what's the adage? We all believe in God in a foxhole. But we have all these different things that distract us. So I was kind of making fun of meditation. I'm a huge proponent of meditation because you can have those moments of remembrance. And I think that's probably the biggest gift that I had is I remember on some level that this is not the end result. This body is not me. Now, I'm not going to act like I know who I am. I just, I know who I ain't. I'm not this six foot one Southern guy who likes to play bass and talk about spirituality. There's a bigger thing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I sometimes get, I don't want it to come off as something unattainable, but that's generally what charges me. I have a small remembrance on something and that this ain't it. Oh, and where, where, it, how does it affect you? You have a thing about remembrance. What does that mean? Well, there's this great uh, story. I think Marcus Borg tells it about a a young girl. She's three or four, and her parents have another kid, a little boy. They bring the baby home from the hospital. You know the story. Yeah, but I want to hear it. And they, uh, it's the first day in the house with her new infant baby brother. Yeah. And she says to the parents, I want to be alone with him in his room. Yeah. And the parents are like, what in the what? Right. So, but they realize that they have one of those baby monitors that they can turn it on in the crib, Yeah. leave her in the room with her new infant brother, and then they can just listen in in case anything. And so apparently they let her, they close the door because she wants the door closed. They have the baby monitor on and she goes over to the crib and she leans down over her brother and she says, tell me about God I almost forgot. Wow. And I love the story because as whatever however it strikes a person it speaks to something about the moments that most fill you with life have a newness but the newness is rooted in something that goes in the other direction right about your roots your origins about where you come from scientists have this phrase embryogenesis Hmm. your the the roots of your own existence here that's wild. You know what I mean? There's something about, I'm here. Yeah. Some, the, the universe, for some reason, God being life itself gave me life, gave me breath. Right. I'm here. And moments generally, that sort of, I've been, I'm the recipient of this extraordinarily generous gift. Yeah. Before anything else can be said about me. Yeah. And that the moments when you most are like, oh, isn't this great? Are moments when you go back to that. Right. For, you're here and you took a breath. Yeah, I agree, because it's funny where I'm from in the South, and not the dog the South. I love Georgia. <laughs> but there's this big waiting in a line about, I'm going to die and go to heaven. And I remember hearing that as a kid. It's like, well, that's great. But I don't think that the 70 years or 80, hopefully, you spend down here is the lobby. I think that heaven can be an everyday Absolutely. Thing. And so I, I like to hear you say that. I like to say that the action is here. Yeah. On Earth is where it matters. Yeah, we, we don't have the cheap seats. I think we're doing just fine. Yes. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Right on. How did <laughs> I, I don't? Well, I would. How did you get? What happened to you that you went into this line of work? Did you have some um, big moment which shifted you as a kid or as a young adult to do all the things that you're doing, or is it a culmination of a million? It's jo- probably uh, both, right? Experiences of joy that I couldn't contain. And you had these as a kid, as an adult? I can remember as a kid having some sense that there was a, there was something else going on here that I could not access with my five senses, but that it, it was as real as anything that I could access with my five senses. Um, I remember going to church in the Jesus stories, what I what moved me was that he kept insisting there's another way to rank things because in my world there was i was never the smartest i was never the most popular there was always somebody with 
who was going to all the right parties. There was always a better athlete. There was always a better... But then I would hear these Jesus stories that insisted there's another way to see the world other than just who's on top, who's on bottom, who has and who has not, right. who's in the center, who's on the edges. That there, there is a whole other world right here within this one. Hmm. And in that realm, in that understanding, you are loved. You're here for a reason. There is a joy that can't be contained. So I, I, I do remember having experiences of the, there's something else here, but I don't have a, a tradition or a setting. I don't know what that is or how to access or language for it. I just know there has to be, this can't be it. So like my parents would have people over for dinner and I would sit at the table and just listen to these adults because at least there was some more substance or depth to what they were talking about than like kids at high school. Okay. So one of my dad's best friends is a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I would just, any chance to just pepper him with questions. Why are we the way we are? Right. Why are we, oh yes, Kristen Bell. Hello. Hello. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, no, That's not an interruption. <laughs> that is an entrance. Kristen Bell, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and so I think I had, and then, when, and then in college I remember, my friends and I were in this band and, and we would create these songs. And I was the lead singer, so I'd, create, I'd write the lyrics and sing. And there was something about the, com- the group, ga- the communal gathering, the tribe, mm-hmm. that tapped into, there is something present here. It's like an epiphenomenon. There's something more in the room than just us. Yeah. So um, music was a little bit of your gateway. Music was like a was like for the it was the first time when I was creating something, and I would this joy that I felt this sort of internal combustion engine of joy that I didn't quite know what to do with, but it just wanted release or expression. It wanted expression. Mm-hmm. I could express it in a song, and then the mosh pit would be singing the lyrics back, and there would be something happening in the room bigger than all of us. Yeah. And then when I preached my first sermon, it was like next level. It was like, oh, this is what I'm here for. You knew. I'm absolutely 21 years old. Okay. I'm supposed to take, I, I, I want to resurrect this art form. I want to create spaces where people can taste a thing that everybody wants to taste. Resurrect the art form of the sermon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like, oh, this is like an ancient art. I'd never seen somebody do sermons where it was like, we're gathered here. Let's gather to talk about the things that matter most. Yeah. Um, and I I had this like overwhelming sense. I have no idea what I'm doing, but there is some, my future is in this. Right. Um, but you knew at an early age, as soon as you did it, that this is why you're here. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was like being born again, again, again. All that restless energy, all that unfulfilled, all that, I'm here. Oh, here's what I'm supposed to do. It's beautiful. And it, it's stronger today. It's stronger this morning when I woke up hmm. than than that. Like, it's gotten strong. Even when there's been very difficult periods, very uh, worked myself into the ground, criticism. I mean, just periods where I was, like, lying in fetal position on the floor. There was still, this is what I'm here. I'm, I'm here to help people connect with the divine to find out who they really are to taste a joy that naturally is propulsive and spills over mm-hmm. yeah well, i like that music was your thing because um i always used to call music the first religion because i got more tapped into a god situation yeah with music than i did in church but i also grew up in a southern baptist hell and brimstone how was <laughs> it fire and brimstone oh, hell fire and brimstone yes yeah but with music, and I, we probably listen to similar bands and the mosh pit. That's sure. where I felt connected. Yeah. And people kind of giggle, but when Nirvana hit and Kurt Cobain hit, say what you want, but something about that guy's being authentic oh. and his voice connected me because you probably get this 20 times more than I do, but people say, hey, I want to get more connected, and how do I live spiritually? And, oh, gee whiz, I didn't do yoga 19 hours. And I was like, I, I don't care. Yes. But to me, it's about being authentic. Yeah, it's something about that guy just seemed authentic, and it's okay. I don't even know what the guy's beliefs were. I could care less. And also, like Nick Cage, no, I'm sorry, no, not Nick Cage, Nick Cave, Cave, Nick Cave, would talk about the same thing you would say. They would do these performances, and he would say something else is going on greater than me. Yes. So I like, 
I don't know, music always connected me much more than anything yes, else. Yes, yes, it still does. And I and I went to, I mean, I went to seminary and got a master's degree in theology. Like I studied with Colin Brown's systematic theology, which is Roman numeral one, Roman numeral two, subpoint A, subpoint B. Like I didn't know there's re- math today. Oh no no okay. seriously, it's I I say that on purpose like. I studied like the ultimate Western intellectual. Here is the divine, and here are the nine frameworks that you can understand. Like break that thing down, like you'd take apart a computer circuit board. Okay. Um, but none of it. It was. It was always to me that's nice. And if that is a vehicle through which some people can taste this, fine. But that's not the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The ritual, the rite, the theology, the words, the whatever. That's not the thing. What is the thing? That's the taste, the the thing you, the spirit, the divine, that sense that I am right now in the flow of this thing that's going on here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And when people would exalt a particular way to get that, yeah, but there's lots, lots of ways that happens. Yeah. Amen. Which, which no, I, I love it, man. I, I love it. It's just uh, this is a situation, and everything grows out of that situation. You know, like to me, this is the floorboards and everything, or the ground. Everything grows out of it. So, I always like to see how other people get there because I always want to know, well, how did you get here? Like, I'm a man of God. I'm preaching, or I'm writing, and doing this. Cool. How did this happen? Yeah. And I like for you, it's like it was a big. You just always knew as a kid. Then music kind of helped it out. Then your first sermon, you're you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, um, say we were talking earlier in the kitchen alignment. And flow. Oh yeah. And you entering into a situation, and is there flow? Is is the energy good here? Is there a flow good here? Is this going to work? And all the other things taking care of themselves. That's well, I'm a slow learner. I told you that. But uh, (laughs) that to me is like here's the big thing. Like, is an arrogant 21 year old punk who obviously knows everything. uh, This whole waking up process, all this stuff is kind of slowly but surely and sweetly beat this out of me. All I can say is I'm in the car. I am very confident I'm not driving it. Every now and then I may put a finger on it, but I was talking to you earlier about the woman that had the NDE, Mary Neal. Her big thing is... Near-death experience. Near-death experience. When she died, met Jesus, came back, she was very certain that I'm not driving and I'm here to serve and I'm also here to trust. And she would talk about how faith and trust are two different things, which I found fascinating because... I don't need faith. I experience this stuff. Like you're never going to talk me out of what I experience. But trust is still a tricky one. I mean, at least for me, I'm, I'm going to trust. I was supposed to meet you guys today. I'm having a nice time so far. It's been great. <laughs> but well, your question was about alignment. Mm-hmm. And to me, if I can just get out of my head and pay attention to where I'm guided and not overthink it, things normally work. But I think this is where intuition is good. Why the wake up stuff was interesting. If something feels off, I should listen to that. If something feels on, I should listen to that. But also get out of my way and be guided wherever they want me to go do. And that took a long time to want to keep fighting with. Like when I was making Wake Up, I wanted to quit so many times. They kept saying, stick with it. And a lot of projects are situations I feel guided to go do. Now my five pounds of monkey brain gets in the way. It's like, I know better, I'm gonna go do this. And I normally end up with similar results going sideways. And so I guess for me, I've always kind of been on my own doing my little thing, whatever that is. And I've always kind of looked in, and it's a lot of people on Super Soul Sunday. It seems like everyone's buddies and doing all this great work. And I've always kind of been off the side. I'll look at certain people and go, I feel aligned with that person's message or that person's authenticity. And I want to collaborate or share space. I'm trailing off into 20 million different directions. I'm forgetting the the thing. But to me, everything is alignment. Alignment with God, alignment yeah. with, with peers, with colleagues, wherever the thing is. But you're you're actually giving a really profound response. The number of people I have heard ask, how do I know when it's me, my true self, when it's my ego? How do I know what the guidance, you know what I mean? Like yeah. daily, in the actual blood and sweat of a day. How do I know when it's, I've heard this question so many times from so, so many different people. How do I know when it's just my brain talking or my ego or my whatever? And how do I know when it's the real thing? That like it's spirit, it's love, it's truth, it's whatever. Well, I mean, I feel it. Yes. Do you feel it? Absolutely. So you can feel if a situation is on, off, 
if it's you oh, and your ego and oh sometimes from five miles away but what's funny is the <laughs> okay. number of people whenever when like i'll travel and do a q a the number of people who ask that question but if i say well you just got to feel it yeah they don't want to hear that it's i don't like, want to hear that you know at the time. <laughs> like no just give me the answer man but right right huh. and and then sometimes i've explained it like a muscle right so uh muscles have if you don't have a muscle in that area then you have to grow it yeah and then sometimes i've explained it like you you are teaching yourself to observe your own story very carefully nice so you are learning to pay attention what happened what went down why am i feeling all this regret shame guilt anger whatever how was i feeling on the front end of that oh that person actually there was a little tell there right there was a little tick like they gave me they showed their cards but i didn't pay attention to that thing yeah they made a comment that i should have been like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. what do you mean by that yeah i just skated by it because i wanted them to like me and right. then later down the road i got burned and realized all the signs were there yeah and it's all subtle right well it's, sometimes it's fireworks, it's incredibly it's subtle. subtle but like any muscle that you build at, at first just celebrate like the larger broader strokes right um but what but i i think for a lot of people for a lot of people's spirituality and especially in the western world america it's probably, probably you grew up with was here's how it works here are the rules here are the bible verses yeah um and so it sounded like fitting yourself in a system just didn't work yeah because we're not machines and don't question it and we'll right. see you in 70 years so then they they moved to there must be some sort of intuitive walking in spirit being guided by God, whatever language you use, they realize must use some other set of skills, senses, intuitions. Right. But what that actually looks like and how you actually name that, to me, is a really interesting art. So, like, I love you using a phrase like alignment just because fresh language sometimes. Yeah. Like, is there alignment here? Right. Uh, yeah. Mm, no. Well, I like what you said, but if you're if you haven't worked on your ego wounds. Like, I really want Rob to like me, or mm -hmm. vice versa. I'm not going to look at any of that. I'm, like, jockeying for this because of some wounding I have as a 12-year-old. Yes. Intuition. Another thing that's wild to me is no one talks about this, and it blows my mind. Or, or if you have manifest destiny, whatever that is. You want a Corvette, a hot girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. And I don't care. Or just let go, right? You have those two principles going. And if anyone's looking at it, you go, well, those are two polar opposite principles. Manifest this let go and when people ask me about that it's like well dude it's situational you don't let go every single time you got to show up and do your work and then there is a time to let go so it's funny like people don't want to hear it. you got to feel your way through it and yes. just like with christianity me growing up it's like well this is 12 steps and i'm not really fitting in you feel your way through it at least i think i mean absolutely and my ego is and this whole kill your ego stuff i think that's such nonsense too but like my i think you soften the ego you need the ego to survive down here right but I, my ego's subtle and humble enough where if a belief system I have crumbles tomorrow, I think I'm cool to like walk away. It's like, okay, that worked for seven years, but this is not the truth. We'll go on to something else. Because yes. we get kind of really stuck to what we think is working. But so yeah. far, what we're talking about does work for me. And a lot of that's alignment. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And sometimes you've had a way that has guided you and then it actually guided you well. Yeah. And now you're in a new territory. Yeah. And that will require a different map. Amen. So you can let go of whatever that thing was. Right. And it's not wasted time. Oh, it doesn't work. It was wasted time. No, it wasn't. It got you the situation here. Now you're working it out here. Transcend and include. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Tell but but the, the, here's the thing that's funny, too, about the feelings, feeling things out. Like, And I'm not saying this because you walked in the room. It's not a gender thing. But... My wife can fill out a situation better than I can. Oh, most women so I know, true. most women I know have that skill set pretty locked down. I've got my funny little senses I can see and hear, but to me the feeling is the Mac Daddy. Like it's not questionable. So when I'm out with Mara and we meet people, I was like, how they felt? They felt lovely. How did that person feel? Wouldn't trust them to run the aquarium. Okay, cool. And not that I don't take responsibility. To run the aquarium. Well, you know what I mean. I heard Iggy Pop say that once, so I'm stealing from Iggy, but um <laughs> I just, the, the feeling aspect is kind of where it's key, and that gives you all the responsibility. So I understand why people don't want to hear it. When I'm in the ditch having a breakdown, if I come to you for advice, I don't want to hear you say, fill it out. I want you to give me the golden ticket to get the hell out of the ditch. Yeah. But there's no, at least in my opinion, there's no shortcut from this. So you're either going to do it now or later. You know, and it's like, 
I'm sure the 1995 version of myself today is probably rolling his eyes, wanting to smash a guitar. Cannot believe I'm talking about this stuff, but it's the only way through. And I don't want to be 65 years old sitting around a coffee table griping like I did as a 20-year-old. I want to get lighter, brighter, more expansive, you know, more joy, having a good time, you know. When it talks about the tragedy of life, no, man, I, I think this is a joyful time to be alive. Absolutely. So it only took me 43 years to learn this, but, you know, again, I'm a slow learner, but... Thanks for being patient with me, Rob. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, what I love, I can only imagine the number of places you go where people ask you for spiritual guidance. Because you say you're a filmmaker, but I can only imagine how many people ask you for spiritual. Yeah, guidance. Yeah, but I won't. I won't go there because here's the thing, and I, maybe I hopefully didn't get off on the wrong foot, but I take what you do very seriously, what both you guys do, and if you're going to go out and do this, and you are a spiritual leader, you both are. I need you guys to be clean and work on your stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not saying I'm not clean. It's just not my lot in life. I'm going to be a cheerleader for you guys and bring out messages hopefully through film. But I expect that. It's like if I see a therapist, I expect my therapist to be in therapy. Yes. Um, so I don't like to go there too often. I'll t say what's working for me or what's not working for me. You know what I mean? And that's as far as I want to go. But it's funny because the wake up stuff, you can energetically kind of feel my shoulders touch for a second. The phenomenon showed me without a doubt that God is real, the afterlife is real. How it works, I don't know, I don't care, but I know it's full of love and compassion and oneness. That's all I needed to know. But when people, they want to talk about different metaphysical experiences or 15 dimensions to Mars. The sensationalism. I don't, yeah, and I was guilty of it, and it is interesting. I mean, I love a good story, but to me, that's not the program 24-7. To me, you're missing the point. And you see a, a Sufi mystic kindly tell me that in the film. Like, oh, it's like we you, were saying it's like, unbelievable yeah, scene yeah, in the movie. It's like you got the platitudes right, Jonas. That's real cute, but you're pretty much full of BS. And he, he could see it and feel it on me, and that actually shifted me as well. So anyway, my job is to keep working and on myself, and hopefully be cool to my wife, and hopefully put out a couple cool more movies. I'll let you guys do the other work on it. <laughs> no, because I um, I admire what you guys do. I couldn't do it because to me. That's a lot to put on. And we were talking earlier when you were in church and all these people are focused on this and you're getting all this stuff. That's a lot of weight to carry. And I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that that, that is, seems like a very challenging ride. Yeah, you a know. A rewarding one, I'm sure. But that's a lot of my curiosity and draw to you guys. Like, oh my God, how did y'all hold that much weight for, yeah, like 10, 11,000, 12,000 people? Oh. All focused on you. You know, and then you're hearing all this horrible stuff that happens, and then you have to be the answer man for everything. Not that you have them, but that seems like a lot of weight to carry. Yeah, a lot of pain. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting what happened to me, both of us, I would say, like late 20s, early 30s, all of a sudden we're leaders of a really big thing. And it's almost like that sort of heat like expectations, people placing things on you, wanting things, mm -hmm. needing you to be something. Yeah. Everywhere we turned, there was an expectation, a desire, an assumption, um, somebody needing something. Yeah. But it, it didn't create, oh, look how awesome we are. It created this other thing. It was like heat, or sometimes I picture it, like a magnet, like a really, really strong magnet that is pulling out of the depths of your heart mm -hmm. and every little shard of brokenness, unresolved wound is getting like pulled to the surface. Wow. So like for me, you know, I'm 29 and you're standing up in front of all these people who want a Bible answer man. Yeah. And... It's pulling out. What am I doing? I had a recurring dream that I got pulled over um, by a police officer. And when the police officer comes up to ask for ID and proof of registration, it's God. And the first thing God says to me is, you didn't actually think I'd let you drive this thing. Did you? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, take, like you don't have to be a very good therapist to pull that one apart. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pulling this off, but if they only knew that I don't, I'm in so far over my head. Right. And, and so then you just crank up the energy and the charisma and the props and the bigness of your, you know what I mean? You just yeah, work yeah. even harder 
But it was like that experience, it pulled all this stuff up that was in me, like insecurity, fear, unresolved, and, and the only path forward. We had like sort of defining moments. The only path forward would be to have to go into the heart of all of that stuff. Why did you tell that person yes when you couldn't do it and you know you couldn't do it, but you said yes and you added another thing to that day which was already full just yeah. because you didn't want them to think that you, you know what I mean? Like yeah, why yeah. did you say, why do you keep saying yes? That's intense. Why when you don't quite know what to do, you always respond with this or that and just not, why are you not just okay letting the tension exist there? Why in a meeting do you always try and get the thing solved when sometimes in a meeting with a bunch of staff people you have to say, we don't know what to do here, so we're going to sit. Right. Like all of these things, and it never stopped coming. It was like, oh, the only way forward is to like do your work. Right. And to go into the heart of every one of those things and learn what it is and learn why it's there and ask for some healing. So, so for me, when I look back on some of that, it was like a furnace that burned off a bunch of stuff. Yeah, you were on a fast track. Yeah, it was the heat. And the only way that that heat works is it burns off the stuff. And when you get to their side, there's some not, there's some serious refinement there. But yeah. you, oh, man. <laughs> what? So if you don't mind me asking, or we can move on, but what? how did that final, you decided to leave because of that? Or oh, no, I no, ask that, these questions? Because absolutely. I read five different versions, and you know I don't trust everything I read on Wikipedia. Oh, it was all... Um, but you were you guys were carrying all this, which is crazy well, it was like as the a ongoing twenty year old, early thirties. Oh yeah, yeah, and it and part of that was literally like, oh, I need to get a therapist. Okay, I remember we started going to a therapist who was like, you know, it's almost like you know there are trained professionals, yeah, who can like help you, who have like expertise and PhDs in these issues. Right. So you're struggling with this, you have questions about this, you find you keep doing this thing and you don't want to keep doing that thing. There are people who can give you language. Yeah. They can give you, it. you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was probably early 30s. Was it helpful? Oh, life-changing. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, but that was like a, we, we weren't from traditions where it was like, do your interior work. Right. Um, we were from traditions where you're- do you think you're, that's a whole- to Absolutely, me, that's like the whole deal. It's, it's the like, whole deal. Otherwise, you just keep working harder and being a good son. We're both firstborns, good son and a good daughter. And yeah. You just work really hard and you get good grades and you build something, but you, you're actually a wreck at times. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> no, that, that that's the whole game to me. It's like yes. you gotta like I before I was blessed to meet Mara, I would date. God bless them, and I hope no one's listening. Every crazy woman in town, I would end up dating. <laughs> Every one of them. And then I look back, it's like, well, they don't look alike, but they had this issue. And I started figuring out, I keep pulling this in. It's before I knew any about pulling situations in to help you grow and expand, blah, blah. I hate therapy. I'm too tough for that. But no, it, it saved my life. I mean, it sounds very dramatic. It changed my life. The real, And to me, it's all an interior game. It's all about rebuilding that. And then when I started doing that, I was lucky enough to have Mara come into my life. I'm fairly certain I'd be still dating the copy of a copy of a copy of the same archetype I kept bringing in for whatever mommy-daddy issues I may have. So anyway, it's nice to hear that other people are, are doing this sort of thing. Because I just, here's the deal. I know I'm fine when I get out of this meat suit. I know I'm good. I don't want to be 65 or 70 or, or 90 with the same issues I had at 20. Yes! That seems like such a drag, because I can't yes. I can't go play ball. I'm just going to be sitting there going, ah, the kids were the rap music. Like, I want to be expansive and joyful. <laughs> so I love to hear that yes. you guys are doing the same and, thing. And part of the thing for us, probably late 20s, was, oh my word, you can, you can go, you can journey into the infinite depths of your own interior. Nice. And you can just keep going, and there's actually extraordinary untapped joy. Yeah. And things that would have knocked you flat on your back, you'll grow to the point where you can actually even see them coming. Right. And even when they're like completely crushing you, even the stuff where you're you're down on your knees in trouble, you still know whatever this is. Yeah. I know enough to know it will shape and form me. Yeah. And I'll come out the other side. And that that sort of I remember for us key moments early thirties, like Oh, you can actually then go into that situation and hold on. Our therapist would say self-differentiation. You hold on to yourself. 
mm. in these situations. So you can engage and you can go with this person as far as you can go until you lose hold of yourself. Nice. And just the endless ways, oh, here's what I lose myself. I enter with that group of people right. and I immediately start saying yes. I say things I normally, everything to please, to be impressive, to be whatever. And, yeah. and then you start to get language for that and you start to build up those muscles and things start to get really interesting. Yeah. No, God bless. No, I alignment, authenticity. That's all I'm trying to work on. It sounds, but you're right, because especially out in La La Land where we are, and yes. Hollywood's a very different beast, right? Yes. And so you kind of see it's practice, right? I see those patterns a lot, and it's just practice. But uh, anyway, it's, it's nice to hear. <laughs> no, it reminds me. I did a, a, an episode of In Deep Show with Alanis Morissette, and just ah oh, man, she's sharp as a tack. I've heard that. Reader, and like she really has her game locked down she's figured so many things out and it's a similar thing that she was talking about like she's a you know she gets the moniker of voice of a generation and everyone admires her and she's great you know and but the internal work still needed to be dealt with yeah so she's very inspiring when it comes to yeah you got to kind of repair this stuff or all this outside stuff is kind of not that great and when you go on that journey then then all sorts of things become possible right that you would have strived for earlier but never yeah always would have sort of missed yeah magic it starts to show up a little bit more frequently do you i love it that you were going to be a pastor or a filmmaker well okay this i saw one clip of y'all's uh y'all interview and it was something about homosexuals and marriage and whatnot and you guys gave your answers and i I leaned okay i'm gonna watch the rest of this that's kind of went through me as a kid i was i want to be a pastor i can remember early 80s hearing about all this fire and brimstone and everyone burning in hell and it's like mm. dude this guy is it sounds no good gay people are going to burn in hell and if you like Star Wars too much that's blasphemous you're going to burn in hell it's a very uptight southern thing but um, I like y'all's message about would you say a less a more forgiving religion or more probably going to screw up more right, love right? more loving situation opposed to all this fear all this damnation, all this wrath, which never made sense to me as an eight-year-old, much less a 43-year-old. So that kind of, there was only kind of one game in town, Mm. in a small town, it's Christianity, I knew nothing else. Um, But I've always chased God, always chased it. Music, sounds like with you helped me connect to that, film helped me connect, I just had a hard time finding groups that I felt were a little bit more open-minded to it. Right, big enough, wide enough, deep enough, enough mystery. Yeah, enough so I, bass note. I felt there you go. So I felt like I hit the lottery a few years ago when Wake Up came out, where I met a plethora of people with different ideas, different viewpoints, and to me, all arrows point at the same thing. Some of this is just nomenclature. We want to fight about. I don't really want to fight. Everyone seems really cool over there, very loving. So I want to try to mirror what I'm feeling over there, right? Yes. So yes, and I've I've tried with all my work and all of our work, like with this with this podcast. Mm-hmm. That it's a giant base note of God is on your side. Nice. That God is love and God is on your side. And you are not alone. And there is a movement. The universe is unfolding. The whole thing is becoming. You can enter into this flow. Yeah. You can get guidance. You can get help. You can go into your interiors. And all sorts of interesting things can happen that make this way more enjoyable than you ever would imagine. Amen. No, absolutely. It's funny. The thing that helped me with that is because I, it's one big party. It's one, like, I feel like we're all in the same swimming pool together. So I don't want to be the knucklehead in the corner peeing in the pool, right? But we're all in the same pool. We are the pool. Whatever you want, pardon the language. But for me to kind of help, like, you start looking at identity. And for me, my identity was based in being a musician, being an artist, being in a pretty good band, right? And so there would be the subconscious judgment. Oh, well, he's an accountant or he's a hedge fund guy. I can't. This is from a younger version of what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. The way that that shifted for me was to realize, well, God is not a music critic. And I shouldn't, God doesn't care what music you listen to. And it sounds very silly, but for me that helped shift. We're all the same thing doing with similar goals, not this segregation sort of thing. And so as silly and little as that is, it helped change my viewpoint on everything. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I I stumbled in to that actually when I realized that the first chapter of the Bible is a poem the Genesis 1 is a poem it has a rhythm it has a meter and on this day and on this day and on this day right. that it has like a groove to it 
Yeah. And that the sort of crescendo of the poem is these people who reflect the divine. Mm. So this really interesting idea of bearing the image or in certain, like in the, in the mystics would talk about the sp- uh, containing the divine spark. Nice. And what really struck me about the poem was, continues to this day, is whatever differences we have as human beings, we are first and foremost image bearers. And that trumps whatever way we've cooked up to divide ourselves. And it's so interesting how often religion serves to divide when the roots are this awareness that human beings have this extraordinary gift of consciousness and life and this sacred spark that we all carry around, which is what we have in common. Absolutely. So you'll hear people talking about, you know, we just need to create community. No, you never create community. You discover the community you've had the whole time. Right. It's that which has already been present is simply revealed. Right. And all of the ways people have developed these muscles to label and categorize, and oh, accountant. Yeah. Oh, mom. Oh, that skin color. Oh, that religion. Yeah, yeah. And we're like really good at that. Yeah. And not so good at, oh, human. Right. Human, human. Yeah, all with a spark. Or uh, I think it's Ram Dass. It says, treat everyone like God and drag. Now... <laughs> Maybe, maybe not, but I, like, love I, it. I can, it's easy for me now to recognize the divinity in all of us. Yes. I may get ticked off if you start a 42 car pilot when I'm trying to get over La Brea, but I can recognize that divinity pretty quick. But beforehand, I, I'd, I'd be an angry punk about it for, I don't know, how many yes. records can we get out of this one incident? Let's move on. But that understanding that we all have a spark, as you would say, or Ramdas God and Drag, or whatever the case is, I can recognize it. Yeah. And that helps me shift pretty quick out of a situation. I'm a slow learner, though. It's taken some time, but, like, you know, I can see it. Okay, I have one question for you. All right. The, the, this is a genuine, genuine curiosity. Oh, Lord. Because you said that you talked about near death experiences and the woman saw Jesus. She did. How, um, how do you think about Jesus? Um, because I just find that why question. are people still, why are people still talking about Jesus? You know what I mean? No. What do you mean? No. How, why are people still talking about Jesus? How do I just continue to meet people having very real? He walks with me. Yeah. Guidance, the cross. Right. And I'm always interested. Like you just said, well, she saw Jesus. That doesn't surprise me. It, yeah. But I'm curious. What do you mean? Why are people still talking about Jesus? Well, you have this movement 2,000 years ago. Right. That's, that ha- still has energy. Absolutely. And I'm interested in that energetic level. Huh. This Jesus story continues to have energy for, for millions of people. Yeah. It animates, it heals, Absolutely. it guides, it brings power. Huh. And you've seen a lot. A little bit, yeah. So tell me about that energy and power. Well, Okay. I don't right. mean to put you on the spot. No, no. It's a big question. Yeah, it is I'm a big question. Be very, very honest. With That's you. what I wanted. That's what I wanted. It's about to get brutally honest. So Good. when the wake up situation happened yep. and I was seeing other things, things I recognized, things I was clueless on, yep. um, I became angry at Christianity um, because I felt like maybe I wasn't taught what the bigger thing was. Yes. Now we're going to talk about spiritual immaturity, which I'll completely own up to as an angry 32 year old having these giant metaphysical experiences. Right, right, right. I became very angry at Christianity because I was seeing things I felt were outside the confines of what I've been taught. And I also was taught very fear-based God, yes. yeah. um, which just never really felt right to me. Yeah. It's like, hey, am I really going to go to hell because I'm watching Star Wars and you say it's, it's wrong? <laughs> right, or right, 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 right. It's an extreme case and we can make humor out of that. But as time went along, I was like, I'm just going to figure this out myself. I'm just going to go myself. As time went on, I needed help. And so I would go back to old techniques that I would use. And so I discovered a thing called, well, meditation. But I discovered a thing called violet flame meditations, which is all about St. Germain. And there are these mantra kind of nursery rhyme, rhythmic kind of sing-along mantras that you do. And I was in the East Village in New York. Uh, energetically, it was a... It was not good because of the area we were in. So one day I picked up the St. Germain thing and I was doing the sing-song sort of thing and I could see these people walking into the room. They were bright purple, they were violet, and I could see them clearing out the dark energy that was in my place. That shifted me to think, well, maybe there's something up with this Christianity business after all. 
But I felt so much anger toward Christianity because I felt like I was guided down a place that wasn't real. And I wanted to be a preacher as a kid, so I was very confused on it. So more and more time came along where I would start to work with Archangel Michael, then I would start to work, pray to Jesus. Now, someone asked me earlier, well, are near-death experiences, do you see who you think you should see? Because if maybe you were a Christian and hung out with Buddha, would that blow your mind? I don't know. That's not my forte. But the fact that Mary met Jesus is not a stretch for me in the least. I'm coming back around because I do better in groups, I think. I'm kind of coming back around to teachings of Jesus. Why people are still very excited about him, I think because that's a hard question, man. But oh, no, no. I, I resonate with his teachings but I have to watch my own punk tendencies, which to me is all or nothing. Well, I don't buy this thing in Exodus, so forget it, which is an immature way to look at it. Now I'm stepping back into things that resonate with me. But there was a long time I was given Christianity the Heisman. And I'm not saying this because I'm in your back house, but when I saw you guys on Super Soul Sunday with your expanded uh, truths, it was helpful for me to kind of take a couple more steps back. And that's the honest to God truth, because I, I don't know. I, I'm a big believer that all arrows point there. I don't think anyone's got a heads up on it. I really don't. Uh, and if I'm wrong, hopefully they'll show me that I'm wrong. But um, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm obviously trying to steal Jesus' look. I got the long hair. I got the beard. I'm wearing sandals for crying out loud. I mean, he obviously resonates with me. But I, I don't know, I love man. it. I, I'm still peeling that onion, you know? Absolutely. I need, I think Absolutely. having tools and some kind of platform for me is better than just free form in it. Absolutely. I'm, a pop, I'm more of a pop band than a jazz band. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I talk about there's power in a path. There you go. There's power in a path. But I, I know I didn't answer the question because I, yes, I, you you I don't know. What do you think? The reason why I asked you is what I find so interesting is how many Christianity makes them want to throw up in their mouth. Makes who? How many people have had an experience with the Christian faith where they're like, I'm out of here. Church. The structure, the the fire and brimstone, yeah, the all, and yet, um, when they get through that, there is this Jesus story of grace, love, compassion, yeah. forgiveness, yeah, that has extraordinary power, mm-hmm. and it grounds you, and it centers you, and it, in your deepest suffering, meets you. In the absence of the divine, mm-hmm. you are met with something. Um, and that's just what I find really interesting, which is why I asked, is I just picked up from you the integration. Uh, a friend of mine says his job is to rescue babies from bathwater. People grow up, their hand in a thing doesn't work, they toss the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And that the really interesting work of integration is when you no longer are going to bring that with you because that thing that you were handed doesn't work. Right. But there was some stuff in there of course that's juice yeah electricity absolutely and that actually and that's why i interested i just was picking up from you you've done a lot of work and you have integrated a lot of these different pieces and that's what's really inspiring well oh i appreciate it i I mean i'm certainly trying but um yeah i'm I'm a little speechless on that one okay good um (laughs) we get in there or do you want to talk about more Okay. So I want to say real quick, uh, there's no organic way to do it, is there? Oh, or, is there an organic way to do it? You know oh, I think it you should. I think you should tell the story about us driving we, on the freeway. Okay. Why don't you end with the story yeah, of yeah. following me on the freeway? So <laughs> we. I mean, this is why there must be miracles because somehow I got invited to hang out with Oprah and and Rob and a bunch of great people with the premiere of her miniseries Belief. So I meet you guys, and I get social anxiety a little bit. Go figure. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, they, they feel okay. They feel warm. My wife's like, go say hi, go say hi. So we go say hi to you guys, right? And uh, we, we just saw Belief. It's Oprah's new miniseries. It's fantastic. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I cry. We watched, what, two of them? Mm-hmm. I cried through both of them. Yeah, I did too. And what I loved was it showed different different faiths, different beliefs, pointing point at something greater. And it's really hard to do this material, right? If you, if you push too hard, you can get preachy. If you push Absolutely. too far back. It's so just a the, squishy, warm, ugh, yeah. right? And I mean, you must know this doing millions of sermons. If you push too hard, you're going to lose the back section. If you're not, step in. That's why I admire what you guys do. I, I would have way too much anxiety about that. I would just say I'm channeling. So if it works, thank them. If it's not good, blame them. 
<laughs> but uh, we watched her new miniseries, Belief, and then we got invited to go have dinner with Oprah. I meet you guys, and you know, I figured you guys are over there all the time and know no. how to get there. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say for the record, Rob Bell could <laughs> quite easily be cast in Fast and Furious Part 8, because you were one of the fastest drivers. You were like Steve McQueen. Like, I didn't think we were going to make it at Oprah's house because of how fast you drive. And you're good. You're a good driver. But, I mean, you're in and out of traffic. You're going through the emergency lane. It, it was it was something. My wife kept yelling. It's like, we're not going to go to Oprah's because we can't keep up with you. I you're, you're the French connection. You're the French connection. I distinctly remember flying down Pacific Coast Highway. You're flying. Thinking... Man, I just met Jonas. Yeah. I hope he doesn't think that I'm driving too slow. No. That was literally what no, I was thinking. No, I drive like a grandmother. But no, you, you're, you're, you're killing it. Like, we didn't think we were going to make it to Oprah's because how fast you drove. And then I think maybe my wife called out my masculinity. It's like, you know, honey, you can drive fast too. You're a big boy. So it all worked out. But uh, it was a nice event. We got to see uh, Belief. Oh. It's uh, pretty great, right? It's amazing. It's coming out mid It's one of those things that you will, will wholeheartedly tell people you need to go watch this you need to go watch it so no hesitation i may have to up my game a little bit in the spiritual movie making business but uh well anyway it was a fun night it was great to learn about other religions faiths beliefs principles it was and we got to meet we got to meet and now we're fast friends. And, and, and now we're fast and, and, and furious that friends was the juice. that was totally a juice we should uh you got a bunch of musical instruments i know i think it's time to jam do you want bass or drums or guitar do you have i a want pro- bass you want bass okay good we'll get good. preston in here on guitar Okay. And then I'll go on drums and we'll get it. We'll Are you a good drummer? Well, you say yes. What I lack in skill, I make up for in volume. Good. <laughs> you got to make the drummer face. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh, I will do that. Thanks for having me over. It's a lot of fun. I Isn't it so it. much fun? Yeah. It's really nice to meet you guys. All right, everybody. Jonas Elrod, waking up with Jonas Elrod. No, wake up. Wake up. Well, today we were waking up. We were waking up, yeah. <laughs> All right. Grace and peace. <laughs>